How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlik Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. All right. How's it going, friends? Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. Today, I'm going to be chatting with my good friend, Frank Rich. Now, Frank is a former bodybuilder, entrepreneur, men's health coach, and the host of the Superhuman Life podcast. After living with and battling addiction, depression, and anxiety for almost 20 years, he's now on a mission to help men who are suffering from the same uh, take back control of their lives. He's also the founder and CEO of Rebuilt Recovery, a company based on growth-centric, holistic approach to addiction recovery. Rebuilt Recovery provides fitness training for men who are going through recovery as well as one-on-one coaching for men aiming to break free from porn addiction. His goal is that by being open and transparent with his struggles and having real and raw conversations with others who have overcome adversities, that he can empower you to face your darkness, take control, and ultimately create the life you've always dreamed of. You own superhuman life. Now, you're not going to want to miss this episode. We are talking about some uh, some interesting stuff. We're going to dig into what porn addiction is and how it can prevent success and why more people are suffering from it than we know or want to admit. We're going to dig into how neurochemically uh, porn, internet porn specifically, is affecting your brain, what's going on with your brain, and how to pull yourself out of it. We're going to talk about the importance of keeping your word and doing the things that you say you're going to do, no matter how small those uh, little promises might be. And we're also going to talk about how food affects your neurochemistry and addictive tendencies and how things like intermittent fasting can help you cure your issues there. And don't forget, we only spread our message when you share this knowledge with others that need it. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it on your social and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. And if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to sidlickbook.com and grab your copy of Shit You Don't Learn in College, available now at sidlickbook, S-Y-D-L-I-C book.com. Now we're giving away some free trainings and bonuses when you grab the book there, or you can go ahead and go to Amazon and grab it as well. See you in there. All right. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I'm super juiced for this episode because it is uh, not a normal episode, uh, but I've got my good buddy, my new buddy, Frank Rich on the show. Frank, welcome to the show. Hey, glad to be here, brother. Thank you. Dude, Frank, so so we're going to be talking about a little bit of a taboo topic today, uh, porn right? Uh, I think it's an interesting topic. We're just going to get right to the point. Um, you know, for anybody who's watching on video, uh, we're not talking about porn because Frank's mustache looks like a porn mustache. <laughs> uh, we're talking about it for a lot of other reasons, by the way, though, I, I got to, you know, command you for that mustache. It is solid, man. First question for you, like how long does it take to grow that thing? Oh, wow. Um, well, I'm 38 now and I, and I, I really went full, you know, 
full stash mode last year. So I would say 37 years until I was confident <laughs> to step out in the world with it. You know, it's funny because my dad had one growing up. And, yeah. You know, the first time I, I saw my mom after doing it, she gave me this look of disgust. She's like, you need to go get rid of that. And, uh, you know, my parents have been separated for, for a while, but uh, I think it was just the fact that it kind of reminded her of this, of this man. I look just like my dad yeah. in, in the eighties, but you know, uh, well, I'm sure we'll get into this story, you know, obviously my, my journey, but in, in two, late 2018, kind of when all this started for me, this new, this new path that I've been on, I, I went full beard, you know, I was a guy very yeah. similar to you. I kept kind of a, a little, you know, scruff on the face, uh, just cause I didn't like the clean, the clean look through my twenties and thirties, yep. but you know, I went full kind of Jesus beard in, in late 2018. Um, but it wasn't solid. It was like a mediocre beard. Yeah. You know, it wasn't real thick. If it was super windy, it would kind of blow in the wind. So, <laughs> you know, when I decided to do this, I guess I went from a mediocre beard to a, uh, above, above average mustache or a kick-ass mustache. So I, I like uh, it, man. I'm, I'm proud of it. And, uh, you know, it gets, uh, it gets quite a bit of attention. So, so I, I love it, man. So, so we're going to be, we're obviously, we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, some of the, some of the, some of the biology, some of the neurology around what porn does to the brain, what it does to us, um, and, and some of the issues with that in society, uh, before we dig into that for, for anybody who doesn't know Frank Rich, I'd love for them to just maybe get a, a little bit of a background around you, how you got to this point, uh, in your career and in your life. Yeah. Um, and feel free to, to reel me in at any point if I start, sure. you know, rambling, cause I do have the, ability oh, oh, I will don't worry. on these tangents. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm uh, you know, I'm the current CEO and founder of, of Rebuilt Recovery. Uh, you know, our 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 goal and mission is to help men overcome their struggles uh, of porn addiction through the power of of faith and fitness. You know, um, how did I get here? Like most men, you know, I was introduced to porn at a at a very very young age. You know, I already shared my yeah. age here. Um, so for me, it was you know, it was kind of pre-internet. Um, you know, six seven years old, you kind of stumble across Dad's magazine, and it, uh, yeah. it sparks this level of curiosity. Um, what I didn't know is, is that was going to, you know, really be the beginning of a, you know, 20 plus year struggle. Sometimes they just got to let it out. <laughs> yeah. I, so, uh, you know, with the, with the rise of the internet, in my late teens, and then really getting into, you know, I worked in the, the cell phone industry, yeah. uh, back in the early 2000s. So, you know, I was one of the original adopters of a, of a Blackberry device. And I, I, I think that's important because, you know, what we deal with now, when I talk about pornography today, I, yeah. I, I always preface it with I, you know, I'm talking about internet streaming pornography. I don't believe that, you know, the magazine that I was introduced to has the same uh, addictive qualities or the same, right. you know, high stimulus effect that, that you're getting on the internet. So for me, I guess this all really started, you know, probably around 2021, like when I just, you know, had, had literally a cell phone in my pocket that I could access internet anywhere, anytime, any day. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, you know, obviously like most people, and, and this is why I'm passionate about, about this conversation, you know, there was no real education on, on what is this doing to my brain? What is this doing to my body? You know, I, I think most men just assume that pornography is something we're all supposed to, you know, participate in. And it's, it's a way for us to kind of explore. It's, it's natural. You know, Everybody's doing it. Yeah, it, it, exactly. So, you know, as I, you know, as I got into my, you know, mid late twenties and, and into my thirties, you know, um, much like you, I've been somebody of, of, of pursuing greatness, pursuing. <laughs> so, so Beautiful part literally... about doing live interviews. Don't yeah. even worry about it. <laughs> so I guess, uh, you know, like much like you, I've been somebody that, you know, has achieved 
or has has wanted to achieve in my life. You know, I got into bodybuilding yeah. very early on. I got into self-development very early on. I got into entrepreneurship in, in my late 20s. Um, and I had some success in all those areas. You know, I wasn't somebody where like, you know, my struggles like, like destroyed my life. Like I talk to a lot of men today and it's like, they can't even get out of bed. They can't even go to work. That wasn't really me. You know, I was uh, still achieving, but at the same time, there was always this underlying like, uh, like depression, like anxiety, fear kind of going on inside of me. And, you know, without making this too, too long, uh, you know, a lot, a, a lot happened uh, in, in my late thirties or my mid thirties. Um, you know, I had a business that I, that I started when I was, uh, when I was 30 years old, had some immediate success, you know, half a million dollars in our, in our first year, but we kind of plateaued. And, yeah. and now that I look back, I realize, you know, because I had this, what I thought was freedom of working from home, but I was spending half of my day, you know, watching porn. Everything really changed wow. for me when I, when I joined my first internet mastermind. Uh, and yeah. it was with Vince Del Monte, which I know, I, I think you've had on the show. We were probably yep. a lot, a lot of my uh, listeners know, know Vince. So that, that, that mastermind back in 2017 really opened my eyes up to, to a lot. It opened my eyes up to a lot of success. It opened my eyes up to a lot of what it means to be a man. Um, yeah. you know, I, obviously I met Vince, I met Luch, uh, I met Joel, I met Dan, I met Mike, you know, all, all these guys now that are some of my, some of my best friends, but what I got from them more than anything was an example of, of what a Christian man really was. And, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't brought up in a, in a religious home. I had real, no relationship, uh, you know, with God or with, with Christ or, or anybody, but seeing the way that these guys operated in, in their life, not just in their business, but in their family lives and their personal lives and how they just welcomed anybody, uh, in, in, into their life, no matter who, who they were, where they came from, it really began to kind of get things kind of, you know, processing upstairs. Yeah. So, um, you know, through, through these introductions and through these relationships with all these guys, um, you know, I came to know Christ at the end of 2018. And that kind of was the beginning of this journey that I've been on now for these last couple, couple of years. Yeah. Um, and we talk, you know, we talk about it all the time, right. But the people you spend, you know, you, the five, the five people you spend the most time with, you be, end up becoming the average of, right. So when you can absolutely. get access to those types of people and be around those types of people, your, your life is going to change significantly mm. from that. Um, you brought up a couple of things that I want to, I want to kind of go back for a second. Um, you mentioned, you know, how porn affects the brain. Cause I think there's a lot of people sitting here right now and kind of like you mentioned, maybe they're thinking, well, I don't, I don't spend, I don't spend half a day, you know, watching porn, but like, I think it's really important to address how pornography affects the brain. Like we now, obviously there's, there's multiple, multiple studies around like how even just social media affects mm. the brain. Right. So we all know that scrolling, there's these dopamine hits, there's certain things that are going on, like, and obviously with pornography, it's a very heightened uh, emotional experience as well. It's going to create those same neural pathways. So what, what's going on there? Yeah, great, 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 great question. And, you know, I've had multiple neuroscientists on some of them that work specifically in, in the porn space. Um, and this is their terminology. So when we look at the brain in the reward center, um, and once again, prefacing this with internet streaming pornography, it's what yeah. the, it's what's defined as in the neuroscience space as a super normal stimulus. So you mentioned it with, you know, kind of scrolling, yeah. you know, scrolling social media. It's like every new picture. It's like ding, ding, ding. And the ding is like a little stimulation, complete overstimulation. Yeah. yeah. Well, take take what you're getting from from Instagram or from TikTok and like 100 exit. And that's what yeah. you're going to get from the first exposure to pornography. So wow. what people don't understand is first or second time you look at it and it, and it, you know, creates that stimulus. You've now kind of established a new baseline of what your brain knows 
it can achieve. And this is where the dangerous wow. part really comes because you now have established this new baseline point of where you want to get to. Well, how are you going to hit that again? It's not going to yeah. be through Instagram. It's not going to be through TikTok. It's not even going to be through watching the same type of, of porn video. It's going to have to go deeper, darker, more severe. And this is where you see this sense, this desensitization, sensitization effect that happens with all addiction wow. is in order yeah. to, re, in order to hit that same stimulus, I need a, either more of it. You have to go or further. I need exactly further down the hole and you know i don't know how deep you want to go down that but anybody with an imagination can understand what i mean when i go you go deep down the hole of pornography yeah well, i think i think that's really like i want everybody to kind of realize this from like a science perspective right so it's like is it it's, it's a dopamine hit that they're getting or something that they're getting that is you know so they get this hit and now to get it again you have to go further and so if you've if you found yourself doing that like whether or not you're watching uh you know porn for half a day or something like be aware that this is an addictive tendency that is going on right yeah yeah and and and, and i think for most people like a really good you know question to ask yourself if if what you're watching if what you're being entertained or you know pleasured by if you were in the room while that was going on how would you feel about it i think that oh. is something that like you know causes this cognitive dissonance it's like wait a minute if I actually thought about what I'm watching and I'm pleasuring myself to, if I was watching this happen in real life, would I be comfortable with it? In most cases, yeah. that answer is going to be no. And I think that in and of itself is like the major warning signal. What am yeah. I doing? Why am I doing this? So, so let me ask you this. Would you, say, would you say that all internet pornography is bad or would you say there's certain types that are bad or what would you say around that? I don't like the questions, Xander, and, 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 and here's why, because what do you mean by bad? Yeah. You know what I mean? I like, know. I'm not, you know, I'm not here to, I'm not here to tell you what to do with your life. You know, yeah. like we're all, we all have free will. We all have the ability to make, to make choices. Um, you know what I mean? So my, my goal is to educate on the dangers of it and then let you make, make that decision. But if yeah. we understood, if what I said is, is the truth, which it is because I have, you know, multiple studies to show it and I've had multiple doctors on explaining it. If the yeah. first second exposure of internet streaming pornography is a supernormal stimulus and establishes a new baseline, whether it's good or bad, I'll leave that answer up to you. It's, it's your goal trying to become the best version of yourself. And we're, we're on a high performance podcast. If yep. you're trying to become the best possible version, then ask yourself, is changing the neurochemistry of my brain, establishing a new baseline of what dopamine hits are and where I get pleasure and where I get these rewards from, is establishing that to a super normal place good for me? And then you answer the question. That's a great question and great, great response. Let me, let me follow that up with how, so, so when this does start to happen, how do some of these things start to affect people's lives? Like, what are some of the things that they can expect to see when they start to go down this path? Yeah, well, if we understand that the that the reward center is being hijacked and establishing this new new baseline, you know, dopamine is a it's a natural chemical. It was it was yep. you know it was created and given to us so that we can pursue things. And I think most people like they have this misunderstanding of what dopamine actually is. They think like you know here business you know business podcast like if I build a business and I hit a hundred thousand dollars my first you know hundred k year I'm gonna get this massive rush of dopamine. That's not how it works. It's yep. every day when you take steps towards achieving that goal. Yeah. If you're trying to lose weight, every day you you take the step to the gym or you choose the chicken over the cookies. Those are dopamine hits. So if what it's doing is it's rewiring and hijacking where we get pleasure from, then the first thing that's going to happen is you're no longer going to get dopamine from the normal places. You're no longer going to get the dopamine for achieving your goals because that new baseline has been established. Yeah. So where do I need to go get more porn or where do I need to go get more 
dopamine, I have to go seek pornography. You have to go to pornography. Then it creates this cycle because we talked about the cognitive dissonance. I'm doing something that I know is probably not morally right, or maybe even I know that it's not something that I want to participate in, but my brain has been hijacked. So I go seek it out. Then the minute I'm done, I'm like, what the hell did I just do? Now you're caught up in this shame guilt cycle. And it just becomes this continuous cycle. And the only the only way to pull yourself out of it is to go get another hit of dopamine. And the only way that you know how to do that is to go back to internet porn. Exactly. That's where you get the drug addict that, you know, like just chases, you know, chases more drugs because they're and and they know it's not the case, but it's but it's 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 neurochemical. Like if we look at everything through the lens of of neurochemistry then we can begin to see things. Well, this is this is something that I think is really crucial, right? Because we hear this idea of dopamine and you know, like when you take cocaine, you get a hit of dopamine. When you open up social media, you get a hit of dopamine. So a lot of people associate dopamine almost as a bad thing, but I think you did a really good job of pointing out, right? Dopamine is actually, dopamine's the motivation drug. So mm. dopamine combined with norep- norepinephrine is the feeling of motivation. Yes. So when we say, I want to feel motivated, we're actually saying, I want to feel a little bit of dopamine and a little bit of norepinephrine combined in the perfect way, Mm. right? And you get that from, you know, I get it every morning jumping into a cold plunge, right? Doing something difficult. I get it in the morning. You get it in the morning going to the gym because we get motivated from doing something difficult, doing something hard, right? Doing this podcast. Yeah. But what you're saying is when somebody's established a new norm, a new level from this process from internet pornography that gym session or that cold plunge is not going to have the same effect and they have to go running back to it exactly wow that's pretty crazy so literally like this that you know internet pornography can actually prevent you from achieving anything is basically what you're telling me yeah i mean (laughs) in the most i mean i was that was very you know very simplified and yeah. you know i i don't want to say like if you're watching porn like you're never going to achieve anything in your life because i think i shared a little bit of that in in my yeah. story you know i competed in bodybuilding i won trophies you know started businesses so i was still doing it but the and i think i was doing it because like i had developed certain character traits like through discipline because being an athlete being you know being in the fitness so i knew that the things needed to be done but i wasn't getting the fulfillment i mean i'll share yeah. with you like the the night that i looked the best was 2015 I, I i made a transition from npc uh competing into the wbff which was more of a male modeling look and we nailed it like i looked the yeah. best that i ever possibly could amazing you know in the, in the suite in orlando after the show you know placed third in the world this and that I, I, I couldn't sleep that night. I was miserable. Like at the wow. point when I should have been celebrating with my girlfriend who was also a fitness professional at the time, like I should have been having the time of my life. Like I just placed third in the world and I just, I, I, I wanted to kill myself. I mean, you know, like it was just that bad. So yeah, it steals your reward. It steals your pleasure. It steals your joy more wow. than anything. So how do you've obviously, you've obviously pulled yourself out of it. How does you know, let's say somebody's going down this path or they see that they they could potentially go down that path. How do you start to pull yourself out of it? How do you start to start to stop going down this path? Yeah, I think the first thing you have to do is you have to be honest with yourself yeah. and actually admit that it's a problem. You know, what I mean, so many men just like they they avoid, you know, you even mentioned it. it's like, yeah, we're a taboo conversation. You know, I chuckle at that now because this is the conversation that like I have every day. It, sh- it shouldn't um, be taboo and you're having it regularly now. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I think that's the first thing is like, we have to actually admit like, Hey, something is a problem and we need to change it. Um, you know, so, so that's, that would be the first step is like admit, you know, acknowledge and admit that there's a problem and I'm committed 
to changing it. You know, we can go through, you know, getting in community, you know, painting a vision for your life, really identifying, you know, what the major problems is. And that's, that's really probably the first step that most men need to take is once you've identified and admitted that there's a problem, then spend some time like going deeper and underneath it and actually see where the, like where the problem has been, what has been the negative impact. You know, we take our, you know, we take our clients through, you know, somewhat of like a personal audit. So looking at your life, you know, how has it affected your relationships? How has it affected your business or career? How has it affected your health? How has it affected uh, your emotional intelligence? Like, and once we kind of understand where those areas have been impacted, then we can build a plan to improve those areas. But it's got to yeah. start with figuring out like, okay, what's really been been the negative impact? Because yeah, we can talk about all the different types of side effects, this and that, but it's going to be personal because what happened yeah. to me is going to be different than what would happen to Xander if you struggled with the same thing and then every other person listening to this. So you know, commit to your, or acknowledge and admit there's a problem, commit to change, and then really kind of do like an audit on your life and figure out, okay, where has the impact really been? So, so when you do start to go down the other direction, is there like, is there a way to create this new baseline and bring it back down to normal? Or are we just like screwed forever? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, anybody that's studying neuroplasticity knows that our brains are changing and we have the ability to change up until the day that we're, you know, we're taken yep. from, from this earth. So yeah, I mean like, yes. So yes, we can, we can change, you know, that's why I said, once you've identified the areas that your life has been negatively impacted, then you take those same areas and create a plan to improve yeah. them. And since we understand how dopamine works, dopamine is a chemical that's released when we're working towards our goal. So if we create a plan to improve certain areas of our life, and then every day we wake up and do the things necessary to become the man to achieve those things, then we reset our dopamine center because we're working towards achieving a goal. I love that. Um, could you maybe give an example of like, let's, let's say in someone's uh, someone's professional career, right? Like it, how we might help that person kind of get back on track and, and achieve and work towards achieving that goal. How would that work? Yeah. So, so porn has impacted your ability to, to tap into flow states or maybe, you know, really get into deep, you know, deep creative work, like deep creative this is, work. Yeah. yeah and, and, and this is not just my, this is not just me thinking this, like, once again, like we know that the, that porn impacts this prefrontal cortex, the part of the yeah. brain where high functioning comes from, where reasoning, we're processing and flow states are really created. So if that's been the area that's been impacted, I can probably tell you that most men are struggling with that. So how do you get out of that? Well, you have to start, I mean, you have to start slowly. You have to start with, okay, this is what's been impacted. How do I, how do I create a daily routine to work on those areas? Like forcing yourself to get in there. And, and you know, anybody like this would be probably a great book to read would be The Art of War by Stephen Pressfield. You know, anybody yeah. that, that's trying to create anything is going to deal with resistance. Well, if you're sitting down and you're trying to kind of rewire, you know, your, your reward center, you're trying to, you know, rewire your brain so you can get into these creative states. The first time you do it, it's going to be painful because it's not going to work. So what do you do? You sit in it and you just acknowledge the pain and you sit there and you don't allow yourself to get up. You don't allow yourself to, ah, oh, it's not working today. Let me just go look at my social media. No, you sit there for the allotted of time that you said you're going to sit there for, even if yeah. all you do is stare at a blank screen and then you show up the next day and you do it again and then you show up the next day and you do it again. But over time, consistently showing up. And I think more importantly, just doing the things that you say you're, you're, you're going to do. You know, you talked about, you know, you jumping in the cold shower, you know, me going to the gym every morning. I get a dopamine hit every single morning when I walk out of my bedroom to turn the alarm clock off. And I have to yeah. walk out of the bedroom to turn the alarm clock off because like snoozing is not an option. I literally have to get up, walk out of my room, turn the alarm clock off. And because I've, I've, I've now done an action that's aligned with the man that I'm trying to become and is working towards my goals, 
I'm getting a dopamine hit literally by just turning the alarm clock off. So it's, let, it's, let me it's, talk about that for a quick second, just because this is something that I talk about on a lot of different podcasts, but like the importance of not hitting snooze, my, my alarm clocks on the opposite side of the room. So same thing, I got to get up and walk about 20 feet to go get, go get my alarm clock. Uh, tell me a, about, you have, you have a bigger bedroom than I do. So I, I have a large, I have a large bedroom. Um, but, uh, but talk to me about that. You, you just mentioned you get a dopamine hit from it. explain, explain why this is a process for you. Cause you said hitting snooze is not an option, right? So tell me about that a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, I talk to dozens of men every single week and you know, I'm like, what's your biggest problem? They're like, well, I can't quit. Like, what do you mean you can't quit? Like every time I say I'm going to quit, I find myself going back and looking at porn. And I don't know, maybe this is where like, like my brain is just simple because when I decided I was going to quit, like I quit. And that was yeah. it. And I didn't look back. And yeah, I talked about, you know, I probably had certain character traits that I developed through sports and athletics and bodybuilding that made it just simple for me. But I try to live, I try to live my life as a man of integrity. So when I say I'm going to do something or not going to do something, then the actions just align with, with the words that I say. So if you're finding yourself struggling with quitting a behavior that, that you're trying to quit, chances are it's, the problem is not with the behavior. Chances are you probably have other areas in your life where you're not doing the things that you say you're gonna do. And I don't know what the statistic is, but it's probably somewhere 80 to 90% of most people snooze on a daily basis. Think about what it is. Think about what the act of hitting snooze is. You set the alarm clock the night before. You did, not somebody else. I didn't go in your phone and set the alarm. You did, you selected the time and you said that when this alarm clock goes off, that's gonna be the start of my day. So yep. when the alarm clock goes off and you snooze it, you're literally not keeping the first promise that you made to yourself. So you yep. think about like, why can't I quit porn every time I say I'm gonna do it? Cause you don't do anything else you say you're gonna do. Cause, Cause I said I was gonna wake up at seven and I hit snooze. Why have you not, why have you not achieved a, a six figure, multiple six figure business? Cause I said I was gonna wake up at seven and I keep hitting snooze. Exactly. Like your brain's just like, dude, you're a fucking liar. Just, just stop lying. A hundred percent, yeah. Like. I, you know, I just had Sean Whalen from Mine's Not Sheep on, on the podcast. And for an hour, he screamed into the, the computer, just basically telling the listeners to stop lying. Because just like he said it, yeah, you may not be actually like acknowledging it from a conscious level, but your subconscious is tracking every decision that, that you make. So it's like, nope, Xander doesn't keep his promises. And then, and then because he's late, you know, he's late getting up, he doesn't go to the gym. Xander doesn't do the things that he says he's going to do. And then, yep. you know, he's late to work, so he doesn't get to do his first, you know, 10, 15 minutes or whatever, you know, whatever the work day is. Xander doesn't do the things that he says he's going to do. And then because you've been super rushed all day long, you don't keep your evening commitments. Xander doesn't do the things that he says he's going to do. And it's just this constant, constant, like, checklist of your, of your subconscious is like, you're a liar, you're a liar, you're a liar. So why would I give you the power? Why would I give you the rational ability to remove this behavior? Start small. Start keeping the little promises you make to yourself, then tackle the big ones. Yeah. Love that, man. What are, what are some of, I'm interested. What are some of the other habits that you have that you obviously build for yourself and you build with your clients that really help pull them into this new life? Yeah. I mean, you know, none of this is going to sound like, you know, like anything amazingly new to, to this audience, because, you know, I've, I've extracted and pulled the high performance principles that have worked in every other area of my life into, you know, porn addiction recovery. So just like you, you know, I don't hit snooze, you know, and I haven't in three and a half, four years, probably. Long, long enough to um, not be able to tell you exactly when it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you know, I, uh, I, I attempt to see the sunrise every morning, you know, so I get up around four 30 to five and I try to get, you know, 90 minutes to two hours of deep work done. Um, and then I take my dog for, you know, long 30, 45 minute walk. And that time will usually help us, you know, catch the sunrise every single morning. Um, it does some really cool things for your circadian rhythm, helps me sleep, you know, fall asleep later, later in the evening, but you know, I have cold shower, you know, cold plunge sauna practice here, here at home. You know, I believe in, in, in exposing myself to hard, challenging things every single day. Um, you know, fasting is, is, is a big tool. So I, I practice daily intermittent fasting. Um, and then I do, you know, I tap into some more prolonged fasting 40, you know, 40, 40, 48 hours, you know, every, every month so I'll do one, two day fast. And then once a quarter, I'll do a five day fast. Wow. Um, that's probably been one of the biggest, you know, biohacking, you know, practices that's probably really helped me in, in the recovery side of things. Tell me, tell me about fasting. that a little bit more. Cause I, I do intermittent fasting on a, on a shorter term basis, but um, I don't know if we've had anybody talk specifically around like, you know, two day or five day fasts. I mean, you're a, you're a strong looking guy over there. Are you telling me that you can not eat for five days and not shrivel up and die? Yeah. Not only could I not eat for five days, but I could probably right in the middle of that go bench 400 pounds, um, on, on day <laughs> three. So yeah, I mean, it's, you know, is it the most effective, you know, nutritional approach for maximum muscle gain? No. And, you know, coming from somebody that spent a decade as a bodybuilder, like I have a lot of, you know, uh, experience and evidence supporting that, but I'm no longer trying to be, you know, the biggest person yeah. in, in, in the room. I'm you're trying to, more... you're trying to maximize this muscle between your ears. Exactly. And, you know, I had, uh, had a guest on, um, and we did, you know, we did a deep 90 minute talk on, on fasting and, um, it was Dave Asprey. I'm, and I'm not here to name drop, but you know, he, he obviously wrote fast this way, which is a book. Everybody that is into fasting should probably check out, but I really liked his take as, as, as fasting as a tool to develop discipline and willpower. And I'll share with you how he kind of explained it. So his, his, you know, his equation for willpower is that it's nothing more than having the necessary energy to make the proper choices when faced with a difficult decision. And if we realize every time we consume food requires our body to use up electrons, which is stored up energy to process that food. Yeah. You know, and we have this decision fatigue, so we can only make certain amount of decisions throughout the day. So A for one, eating is using energy. So if we if we avoid eating throughout the day, it gives us more energy in, in the evening. When do most men struggle with pornography? In the evening, because they don't have the willpower to make the proper decision. So I think that's why it's an effective tool uh, for the men in my program. And then uh, what was, uh, so that's the energy and, 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 and willpower side of things. Um, secondly, you know, prolonged fasting, one of the benefits that I really get from it is getting into a state of ketosis. So if we yeah. understand ketosis kind of versus, you know, like a glycolytic state, um, our body and brain can operate off of two different energy sources. So glycogen kind of being the stored sugar, you know, this is what your body wants to operate from. This is why when you go into the gym, you kind of get that like muscle pump. If you've had like a hard carb meal, that's like a glycolytic state. Ketosis, which is just your body burning ketones for energy, is what your brain prefers to operate from. So anybody yeah. that's seeking like, you know, high performance or, 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 or flow states or, you know, like getting clear on kind of the vision, vision for your life. Like, I think those people better operate in a, in a state of ketosis and you can get yourself into ketosis just by fasting for 24 hours or literally switch your body into ketosis. And then one other thing why I think like the food that we consume plays a role in recovery. And I had a psychologist on this who works with people in binge eating. The way that our brain responds to a lot of these processed foods, high fructose, corn syrup, sugar, et cetera, it gives you the very similar uh, chemical release to, to pornography, those kind of super normal stimuluses. So as we're trying to reset and rewire yeah. our, our brain, 
preventing yourself from getting those, you know, those, those hits from, from sugar is going to yeah. give your, your brain the ability to kind of reset itself in a more natural way. That's interesting. So, so I've, I've heard before, you know, that, that, you know, Frito-Lay has 500 science engineers that are perfecting the combination of salt and sugar and fat yeah. to like, you know, blow up our taste buds. So it's, that's almost like the, the, the food version of internet pornography. Yeah. Yeah. There, you know, that's, well, that's like the algorithms in, in social media or the algorithms yeah. in the, in these porn sites, like they're going to show you the next thing based upon what you just watched. That's going to keep you hooked on it. Yeah. You know, why did Frito-Lay say that? I bet you can't eat just one because you just said that 500 <laughs> super smart people addict you to this shit. Ex exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I think when we, when we begin to look at things once again, through the lens of, of, of neurochemistry and neuroscience, like everything we consume, Listening to this conversation right now, every person hearing this is having a chemical release. Some people, it's, it's maybe reminding them of something in the past, trauma-related, maybe not the best chemical release. Some people, maybe it's firing them up. Like, damn, like I really love what Frank and Xander are talking about. But everything we consume, whether it goes in our mouth, our nose, our eyes, our ears, just through the touch of our skin, creates a neurochemical response in our brain. So are we gonna let that just happen without us knowing what's gonna occur? Or are we gonna take over the driver's seat and consume the things that are going to treat our brain good and stop consuming the things that are going to harm our brain. I love this, man. Uh, dude, couple, couple last quick questions for you, brother. Uh, first one, you know, now that you're, you said you're 38 or something, yeah. uh, now in, in your 38 years, you've had some, some ups, some downs, some great experiences, some multiple businesses, different areas that you've been working in. Um, what would you define success as for you moving forward? Alignment. Yeah. Expand on that. Alignment. Do my, the words that I speak align with the thoughts that I think and are they in line with the actions that I take? Am I a man of integrity? Love that. I love that. Awesome, man. Uh, what's one thing that you wish you learned in school? Yeah, that's an easy one. This, this conversation. You know, I wish that there was somebody um, just, just explaining you know, what was happening. It probably would have saved me you know, 15 years of my life. You know, I had to sit through, you know, in high school, like classes and videos on like the dangers of, of steroids. And I'm not here advocating steroids. I've done, I've done quite a bit, uh, in, in my life, some recreationally. And now I work, you know, with a, with a doctor for, for hormone replacements, but they, you know, they sold us these false lies of it's going to make, it's going to turn me into a gorilla or it's going to, you know, turn me into this yeah. angry thing. Like, like I'm the nicest, gentlest, softest dude, like in, you know what I mean? Um, so I wish that there was somebody just out there, you know, just really educating, like, Hey, like, it's not a place where you just go kind of explore your sexual fantasies. Like it's a drug that you're putting into your brain yeah. and it's not happening yet, but it's, 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 it's why I do this. It's why I have these conversations and it's, and it's, you know, it's a part of our mission here is to, you know, educate the, the, the entire population. I, I love that, man. I think, I think, you know, that's the importance here is like you mentioned, we just want to start the conversation, mm -hmm. right? Just, just get people talking about it and understanding what's really going on. Um, Frank, I think this has been absolutely amazing. I know our audience is going to get a ton from this. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to want to learn more and understand more. Where can they learn more about you? Where can they learn more about this topic? Yeah. Um, you know, for anybody that's, uh, you know, that is, that is a podcast fan. I do have a weekly podcast, uh, that we release Monday, uh, every, every Monday, you know, we've had a lot of the same, same guests on. So check that out. It's the superhuman life. Uh, not every conversation goes into, into these topics. Um, it's, it's really, you know, a, 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 a podcast for men that are looking for breakthroughs. So we talk about fitness, Dave, uh, business, et cetera. Um, if you want more on this best place to connect with me is on our YouTube channel. So it's rebuild your life. Uh, we release daily videos 
um, you know, short, you know, eight to 10 minute, you know, explaining the science behind it, explaining actionable tips, strategies. Um, and then the best place to connect with me personally is uh, on Instagram at uh, the superhuman Frank. Beautiful, man. Frank, thanks for coming on. And for all of our shit you don't learn in college fans out there, uh, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, first of all, make sure that you're, you're following Frank. You're going and listening to his podcast. You're checking out his YouTube. Uh, and if you're interested in getting a pre-sale copy of our book, actually, it's uh, now going to be the sale copy, on-sale copy of Shit You Don't Learn in College. The book is available now uh, on Amazon. And if you go to sidlicbook.com, S-Y-D-L-I-C book.com, we'll actually have some free giveaways for you uh, as well. So be sure to check out the Shit You Don't Learn in College book available now. And Frank, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. All right. That's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton. Thanks.